And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. Saving the world one soundbite at a time. Hey, uh, listen, before I go any further, I got to tell you, you've heard me talk about the lawyers at Riley and Jackson Law Firm, right? I mean, these are friends of mine. I know these folks personally. They are solid, man. They are good at what they do. I like to say they're not just good on the law. They're also pretty good on politics, too, if you know what I'm saying. But, uh, yeah, Riley and Jackson, uh, a great firm out of Birmingham, but they work statewide. So they're working on a couple of things that they wanted me to make sure I kept telling you guys about. Number one. The Camp Lejeune water contamination thing. So if you have been ex- been at, at Camp Lejeune as a service member, as a dependent, as a contractor, you know, permanent duty station or just there on training and TDY, whatever, anywhere between 1953 and 1987, it's a big window of time, you may be eligible for a claim because it is confirmed that there was known water contamination, which no one did anything about. And oh, by the way, 19 major illnesses have been attributed to it. So if you have that concern, just call them. I'll give you the number here in a minute. You just call them and talk them through it. They will give you a live person to talk to to sort of assess your, your claim. Here's the other one. If you are a firefighter, one of our great first responders, if you're a firefighter or, for that matter, in the military using firefighting foam, then you may have been exposed to a known carcinogenic version of firefighting foam that, that literally could make you eligible for a claim of your own. And so if you, in, in these two categories, Camp Lejeune water contamination, 1953 to 87, firefighting with uh, firefighting foam, talk to the folks at Riley and Jackson. They won't charge you for the phone call. They will, they will square up with you. They'll give you a fair assessment of what they think you have. They will never get paid unless they get you paid first. And they've made a career out of getting people made whole uh, due to the negligence of others. So here's their phone number. You ready? Riley and Jackson. 205-879-5000. That's Riley and Jackson, 205-879-5000. And by the way, do me a favor, tell them you heard about it on Right Side Radio because they've gotten a bunch of our Right Side folks signed up lately. All right, here's the thing I got to do. No representation made of the quality legal services before it was created the quality legal services before the lawyers. Now that one was good. That one was good. I could, I could understand it. <laughs> I couldn't repeat it, but I could understand it. Uh, okay. Anyway. All right. Uh, Hey, we're moving, <laughs> we're moving on. Um, the border crisis, the border wars is what I'm calling this section of the triple dipper. And I got to tell you, there's a, an amazing amount of hypocrisy in there. I want to know where AOC is. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, the young skull full of mush who ran for Congress and got elected after being a barista, uh, is now serving, uh, in Congress. And she, um, she made that infamous trip all dressed in white, to the southern border to stand there and cry and place her hand on her face when she saw the travesties being enacted upon living people by the Trump administration. Where is she now? She can care less. She can care less because um, Democrats are in charge and we don't want to own this thing. It's so much worse than it ever was under the Trump administration. What's interesting to me, though, as I was preparing for this segment— is what is being said by Mexico's leadership. Because, oh, by the way, it's changed. Yeah. So you may recall last week, President Biden, was it last week? Thereabouts, maybe the week before, President Biden finally, finally, finally made a trip to the southern border. I mean, two years into office, 
and he finally makes a trip to the southern border. It's one of the largest national crises ongoing. It's, it's literally one of the largest policy questions in debate in D.C. It's literally causing declarations of emergency. It's causing his administration to sue states like Texas, Arizona, uh, and, 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 and sue them to uh, follow his policies. It's wrapped up in the Supreme Court right now as the Title 42 question gets debated uh, before the Supreme Court. All of this, we're talking about, it's the government, uh, the federal government versus state governments. It's the Supreme Court weighing in on the legalities. It's, it's everything. And yet it took him two freaking years to go to the border. And he was there for an entire three hours. And they cleaned up the streets of El Paso to make sure it wasn't going to be too offensive. We didn't want him, you know, having his, you know, motorcade, uh, have a picture of it driving past the homeless encampments of migrants who were literally covering the streets of El Paso. Oh, until they found out the president was coming, they got him off the streets. Um, well, I'm going to hold it till we get back from the break. But I got, I got, a, I got a story here. Quotes from the president of Mexico in July of 2020, compared to quotes from the president of Mexico last week with President Biden. Interesting. If you have any questions at all about whether or not Mexico was responding differently to Trump, (sighs) all you need to do is look at the comments, literally just two and a half years apart from the same president of Mexico. It is stunning. You guys stay tuned. I'll tell you all about it when we get back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, number three of the Triple Dipper, The Border Wars. We'll be right back. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, just plain right. Saving the world, one soundbite at a time, covering some ground across the northern part of our great state. Hey, um, listen, I'm in number three of the Triple Dipper Border Wars. Before I do that, though, I got to tell you, um, my friends at ZLA Solutions, I was talking to them most recently. They just had the biggest year they've ever had. Uh, They are doing an epic good job at putting jobs and people together. So if you are literally looking for a job right now, I want to encourage you, go to their website, ZLAUSA.com. That's www.ZLAUSA.com. They've got jobs posted all over North Alabama, good-paying jobs, some of them with benefits. Check those out. But then also, if you're an employer looking to fill out the ranks of your workforce, then just just know that that's their bread and butter, man. I mean, they do all kinds of stuff. Sorting, containment, quality control, logistics, warehousing. They do all that stuff. 
But if you're looking to fill out the ranks of your workforce, they can do the recruiting, the background checks, the drug testing if necessary, blue collar, white collar, no collar, it don't matter. ZLA Solutions. They like to say at ZLA, they don't make it, they just make it better. And uh, there you go. Um, ZLA Solutions at ZLAUSA.com. And do me a favor, tell them you heard about it on Right Side Radio. Um, All right, I'm in number three of the Triple Dipper, Border Wars. Had a story here. I mean, first of all, let me just say, we have got to do something about the southern border, if nothing else, because of the damage being done to the lives of people. And I don't just mean, you know, uh, Americans who are facing, you know, the, 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 the waves of people coming across their personal properties and the crime and, and the fentanyl crisis. Yes, but even those who are making the trek, who, even those who are being lured here. Here's a story that came out on Fox yesterday. Boggles my mind, man. I mean, I've I've got a little grandbaby daughter, a grand, a daughter, a granddaughter, and 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 just the I and I raised a daughter. I cannot imagine this story. Three girls abandoned near the Rio Grande. The Mexican officials make a rescue. It says a trio of sisters from El Salvador were rescued by Mexican authorities after being abandoned at the border. They were ages one, six, and nine. They were discovered after the Mexican National Guard put out an alert. The girls were found on Isla del Mudo uh, by National Institute of Immigration officials who promptly brought the children to safely. Um, it's an area that has strong currents in the river. It, it's taken the lives of many migrants. Uh, video footage was captured showing the nine-year-old carrying her infant sister and helping her six-year-old sibling into the boat. Um, that kind of thing shouldn't be happening. It shouldn't be happening. And I, I don't want to say it would stop cold if we had a different president but I can tell you this, I'm about to read you some stats in a minute that will show you very clearly the difference in the policies of the two administrations. And I'm going to tell you right now, I really believe stories like that with the three little girls, we would not be hearing stories like that if the policies that had been in place prior to the Biden administration were just kept in place. And I don't care. You can find any number of reasons to run against Trump, but you don't have to go in there and change everything the man did. Because guess what? Some of it might have been working. In fact, I I would dare say the majority of it was working. But if you want to change his social policies, I get it. If you want to change his defense policy, I get it. If you want to spend more money than him, I get it. You know what? We're paying for the fact that you're there. But the reality is this. If it wasn't broke, don't fix it. And the, the, the bottom line is it's broken now. Here's the thing. The Mexican president is like a freaking chameleon. So here's a story from July of 2020. Mexican President Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador. He is still the same president today. This is from July of 2020. The Mexican president then said, headline, I don't have an opinion on the border wall. Hmm. Interesting. Mexican President Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador said Monday, that's back in July of 2020, that he has no opinion on the construction of a wall between the U.S. and Mexico. He told reporters at his daily press conference that border wall construction, a key component of President Trump's hardline immigration policy, is not an issue for Mexico. It was not even discussed when he went to the White House for a visit. He says, well, I don't have an opinion. It was not discussed. It was not our agenda. The president was severely criticized at home. That's, that's Manuel Lopez Lopez Obrador. Um, he was severely criticized and among American Americans even after his trip to Washington, where he was laser focused on a trade agreement. 
and seemed to go out of his way to laud Trump's treatments of Mexico in the United States. In his words, he said he wanted to avoid any confrontation with the U.S. government. He said, I want to maintain a friendly relationship with the U.S. government. I think it's convenient for Mexicans. My adversaries wanted something else. They wanted the fight, and it wasn't so. So he had no opinion in July of 2020. Fast forward, January 2023. Mexican president thanks Biden for not building any more border wall and pushes for amnesty. The heck? Mexican president Andre Manuel Lopez Orbador on Tuesday, this story came out last week, by the way, praised President Biden for being the first U.S. leader in a very long time that has not built any additional wall at the U.S.-Mexico border while also pushing for an amnesty for Mexican illegal immigrants. That's some gall, man. First of all, sir, when the Trump administration was in, you didn't want to, you know, you didn't want to bite the hand that was feeding you. You didn't want to deal with the idea that if you rock the boat, uh, guess what? Trump would actually do something. But now you've got Mr. Squishy in the White House, and the same guy, two and a half years later, says, quote, you are the first, this is at a press conference, you are the first president of the United States in a very long time that has not even built one meter of wall, said Lopez Obrador to Biden at the North American Leaders Summit. We thank you for that, sir, although some might not like it, although the conservatives don't like it. And he goes on to talk about the fact that the Biden administration and congressional Democrats called the wall costly and ineffective, as well as being a sign of xenophobia. Because it's always, they always got to call you something when you push back. Well, let's take a look. So, President Lopez Obrador didn't care about a wall, didn't want to talk about a wall. We don't talk wall. Wall is not important. I have no opinion on this. Two and a half years later, thank you, Mr. President Biden, for building no wall. And please, would you place amnesty? Well, here's the thing. I got numbers here. Pew Research just came out with a new study dated January 13th, three days ago. Literally, the number of monthly migrant encounters in April of 2020, monthly, was down to 16,182. 16,182. Fast forward two and a half years. In November of 2022, it had soared to 206,239. There was one study, and I haven't been able to find it yet, but I heard it quoted this morning on Fox News, that said we may actually surpass 250,000 in one month, which would be the first time ever. So we went from 16,000 just before President Obrador said, I have no opinion on the wall. Uh, I do not talk about the wall. I did not want to rock the boat. So two and a half years later, when he's going, thank you for not building any more wall. And oh, by the way, we've gone from 16,000 monthly encounters to 206,000. In April 2020, it says, for instance, here's, here's, a, here's a thought. The world, by the way, the world knows that our border is open. The world knows that our border is open. It's not just, this is not just Mexicans coming across the Rio Grande. It's not just Central Americans coming across. It's, it's not just, for that matter, South Americans. The world knows that they can get here if they want to. In April 2020, in the first week, this is the same Pew Research study, in the first weeks of the U.S. coronavirus outbreak, people from Mexico and northern triangle countries of El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras accounted for the vast majority of those encountered at the border. 
no longer the case. In November of 2022, a majority of the migrants encountered at the border, 63%, were from countries other than Mexico and the Northern Triangle. Oh, really? Because the world knows, y'all. The world knows what the Biden administration won't say. The world knows the border's not secure. It says some of the biggest increases in encounters have involved people from Colombia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Peru, and Venezuela. For example, it says, in April 2020, there were only four encounters with Colombian nationals. In November 2022, there were 15,000 with Colombians. Huh. How about Cubans? April 2020, 161 Cubans. November 2022, 34,000 Cubans. How about Nicaragua? 86 to 34,000. The number of encounters involving people from Peru rose from 18 under Trump to 8,400. I'm just telling you, the world knows. The world knows. The president of Mexico knows. The president of Mexico knows he does not have anybody there who's going to do anything hardline. And so he's all of a sudden got an opinion on the border wall, whereas two and a half years later under Trump, it was more important that he toe that line. You know why? Because Trump not only had a policy on this side of the border, he had a policy that affected the south side of the border. And we don't have that right now. I got about a minute and a half here. I see I got a caller on the line. I'll grab that real quick. Is that Brian? Brian from Huntsville. How you doing, buddy? Mighty fine. And you nailed most of it already. But uh, at one point, uh, it's a conduit. Mexico doesn't want all these people going through, even though they are supposed to apply for asylum in the first country they go into. Yeah. And uh, if it's Mr. Panama, that's relatively easy to, uh, how do you say, it, contain. Yeah. And you, you were mentioning the Cubans coming around that route. If the Cubans make it to Florida, which I understand them wanting to leave, but uh, technically they, last I knew, they get asylum automatically. Yeah, it's, it's yes, I, I, I think that may be the case. Um, and they can certainly if find— by land or by sea. Yeah, I, I, I think you may be right. That's a leftover from the uh, Muriel boat lift. But, um, um, yeah, Brian, you're right. It's a, and by the way, that, that southern border uh, of Mexico, you mentioned it, down there by the Isthmus, is so narrow, you could literally lock that place down as opposed to the several thousand-mile-long border we have here on the northern side of Mexico. Um, and the president gives thanks because uh, Mexico gives thanks because, um, hey, he doesn't have to keep him keep everybody in his country. It's not like you just said. It's not mainly the Mexicans. They're just taking over their their land and their area if they have to stay there. Yep. As they have to do in Arizona and Texas and beyond. You are so correct. Hey, we got to run to a break, man. Appreciate you, Brian. Bye. All right, take it to the break, Boomer. We'll come right back and wrap this up. What did the mayor of New York just say? You may want to hear this. Because suddenly, it feels like something's different. What the heck, man? Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back.
And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, covering all of North Alabama. Solid conservative, just plain right. Uh, okay, so listen, um, I got to tell you, man, it's, it's, I love cooler weather. I mean, I think, I think like cooler weather, even I, I say that, then I love summer, then I love fall and spring. Anyway, the bottom line is this cooler weather. What a great time to take some time and go to just love coffee cafe and get like something special that you would normally not ever get like a giant cappuccino in these like coffee mugs that are so big you could wash your dog in them or or you know an espresso or a latte or just have them grind the beans fresh and make you some of their award-winning light roast medium roast dark roast coffees just love coffee cafe but it's more than just coffee their food is amazing and even their atmosphere is designed for you it's designed to have a place where you can hang out you can have meetings they've got places like you know where you can set up your laptop and use their wi-fi you, you know the the one up in madison even has um uh like you know games and books you can you can have a table there and sit with your friends so yeah just love coffee cafe two locations in our listening area one on hughes road in madison out towards city hall the other on south parkway in huntsville down yonder near whole foods so let me encourage you to check them out. Just Love Coffee Cafe, Hughes Road in Madison, South Parkway in Huntsville. And do me a favor. Tell them you heard about it on Right Side Radio. Um, all right, wrapping this segment up, I got to tell you, there is something afoot. I mean, we're watching the stuff like, you know, it's like Biden's own people are throwing him under the bus with documents being found constantly. Uh, and then I look at what's happening with suddenly there's the recognition that we have a southern border crisis. Well, first of all, we're past the midterms. Okay. Secondly, the governors who are doing the, you know, the bus ministry <laughs> with illegals and shipping them to cities like New York City, Martha's Vineyard, uh, and other woke, you know, sanctuary cities, it's actually working. So Democrat Mayor Adams of New York City, the mayor of New York City, has now called on the federal government to be proactive in securing the border. Democrat Mayor Eric Adams, this past Sunday, just yesterday, story on Fox News dated yesterday afternoon, actually went to El Paso himself. He did more than President Biden did. He actually held a press conference with the mayor of El Paso. He saw firsthand what El Paso has been dealing with. And then he also pointed out that he's got 3,100 asylum seekers with another 800 arriving. He's got close to 4,000. In, 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 by the way, 4,000 is like an hour and a half on the border. But he's got like 4,000 uh, in, in D.C., or excuse me, in New York City. And he says, we're pointing the finger at the national government. This is a national problem. We must have real immigration reform. We must be immediately, we must have immediately a short-term fix of making sure that the cost of this does not fall on our local cities. And he's saying that they're roughly at the breaking point. Okay, that's his call. Now, I will say this. Here's an idea, Mayor Adams. Stop putting them up in luxury hotels because that's costing you a whole lot more than what would be necessary. Stop feeding them, you know, massive amounts of food that they throw away because all you're doing is throwing money down a hole that way. It, it, so if, if, if they might want to retool the way they handle things, but right now Mayor Adams is saying he's got to have more money. Well, okay, where's that other story I've got here? Uh, there's the one about Katie Britt going to the wall. I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Denver. Story from localdenver7.com. Channel 7 in Denver. We are at our breaking point. Denver not able to sustain the arriving migrants much longer, city officials say. 
The city of Denver has spent more than $1.5 million on all aspects of sheltering arriving migrants since the first week of December and is on track to spend $3 million by the end of the month. Just since December, they budgeted $3 million for the year. It's almost gone. So this has been extremely taxing on city resources, uh, said uh, uh, Michaela Ortega, the Denver Joint Information Center representative. Um, we don't have federal resources like border communities do. <laughs> yeah, They've got it good on the border. So the help we can provide in Denver is very limited. We're at the point we're not able to sustain much longer. We're at our breaking point. The city has helped 2,761 migrants, uh, um, and, and literally 130 more arrived overnight. Uh, that's just since December. State of Colorado did provide a million and a half dollars for assistance. There's two and a half million dollars in the ARPA rescue plan. That's the federal dollars. It's been made available statewide, and we're exceeding those resources. Now, I will say this. I heard one report that said that Denver, about, about a third of what they've spent so far, has been buying bus tickets to send them to other places. Indiana. Story from IndyStar.com. This is Indiana. It's an op-ed by a guy named Scott Hammond. He says, too little, too late. President Biden on January 5th announced several new policies. But he goes on to say, overwhelmed border towns in Texas and Arizona have declared states of emergency. But here we are in Indiana dealing with it, too. So you're talking about the heartland. You're talking about Indiana. You're talking about Denver, Colorado. You're talking about New York City. You're talking about many other communities all of which are beginning to feel it. And oh, by the way, it's interesting to me, Democrats are calling out the Biden administration. Larger conspiracy theory here in my mind is that they are trying to get rid of Biden. They don't want him to run for another office. They realize what a debacle he is. But the other piece is maybe they've seen the light or maybe at the very least they've just felt the pain. I'm going to, I'm going to suggest it's probably the pain. They're feeling the pain. Even Mayor Adams the elected Democrat of New York City, he has to recognize when the people of New York City are screaming at him because it is so unsafe and things are overwhelming. So there you have it, folks. What a great day, man. All right. Awesome day. Boomer, appreciate you, man. Boomer and I back here tomorrow at 2. You guys have an amazing night. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. We'll see you then.